0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. We are now in season four with over 1300 videos which are being viewed and heard around the world. I'm your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to welcome a very very accomplished and senior professional from Australia, Mr. Bodhi Aldrich. Bodhi, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you Ash. Great to be
0: here. Thank you. Bodhi is a, a leadership coach, a mentor, a facilitator and a teacher. So Bodhi, let's start talking about your journey from a lawyer and business coach to a coach, from a lawyer and business owner to a coach and mentor. What made you make this transition?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Ash. So I was a lawyer. So when I finished school, uh, my mum suggested I become a lawyer and uh, being, a, being a good boy. I went and studied law, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked for a couple of uh, larger law firms, and ended up running my own legal practice. Mm-hmm. And when I was in my late thirties, actually, I've been doing this for you know almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was married, I had children, but there was something more. There was something else that I wanted to offer the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel I was fully on purpose. Um, I was juggling, you know, my career and my family, children. And so I decided to get a coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she came in to coach uh, me and my business. And she pretty quickly realized that I'd lost my passion for being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and also seeing her as a coach, I realized that I was very interested in coaching. Mm-hmm. And so with the support of my beautiful wife, um, I ended up getting my business ready and sold my business and then transitioned into coaching businesses, coaching leaders. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that uh, since then.
0: Amazing, amazing. And how has your background uh, supported your coaching philosophy, your style and some of your values?
1: I think it's interesting. I think one of the things for me, uh, she's Because I was a lawyer um, and I understand the pressures of being a lawyer, being in the boardroom, of achievement, of keeping everybody else happy, Um, what it allows me to do, and I work a lot with men. I work a lot with young men who are navigating Mm -hmm. um, the same career path Um, and because I mentor them a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about leaving their career. It might be. Yeah but it's about getting them to really understand themselves, Mm -hmm. really find their purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, because that's been my journey um, and the hero's journey for me has been Mm -hmm. very much that, um, I think the fact that I come from a commercial background, plus I've studied extensively personal development, spiritual development, Mm -hmm. I think there's an opportunity for me to blend those And to really help young men to to live the dream they want.
0: Mm -hmm. Fascinating. And uh, again, based on your amazing background, what are some of the unique perspectives you bring to uh, your clients?
1: I think the big thing for me is as a mentor, because I've walked the path Mm -hmm. and a lot of my clients um, suddenly realized that a lot of what they're going through I've been through
2: mm.
1: um, you know I've obviously married children, mortgage, commercial mm-hmm. uh, business, running my own business and what I've developed as is I've developed six key practices mm-hmm. and six key frameworks okay and this is what I teach my clients mm. and the practices are very much about how to get present. Mm-hmm. One of the big things with all the distraction at the moment is really the ability to get present. Yep. And then also looking at your mindset, the way you view the world as an entrepreneur, Mm. as a young man, Mm. and really supporting people with these frameworks on how they view the world, their emotional intelligence. And then really these frameworks and practices allow them to really align with their purpose
0: and bring passion into all their life. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And would you like to share with our viewers and listeners, the six uh, key practices and frameworks that you have developed?
1: What, I, what, I, what I'd suggest is if I just, if I give you a little taster, sure. because uh, otherwise, we'll be here for a long
0: time. No, no I understand. Um,
1: yeah. One of the key distinctions, Ash, when we talk about frameworks, yeah, is that inherently, the world is meaningless.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: everything that happens outside of you has no meaning mm. until you give it a meaning. Mm. And when you start to realize the lens that you're giving meaning to your world, mm-hmm. remembering that 90% of the lens is your subconscious mind and your unconscious mind. Right. Most of us are living each day the same as yesterday. hmm because we're on the autopilot. So one of the key frameworks is meaning-making, how I give meaning to the world, and noticing those filters, noticing the subconscious filters. There are four key filters by which we give meaning to the world,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and these are subconscious. And just to go a little bit deeper with that, the four filters, the first key filter is our life experience. The second filter are your beliefs. The third filter are your values. Mm -hmm. And the fourth filter is what's called the fundamental operating context.
2: Amazing. Mm.
1: The deep unconscious filter by which we give meaning to the world. And once you identify your fundamental operating context, you have Mm. choice. Mm. And once you make a choice around that, Mm -hmm. you can change your external experience. Mm. From the practices, the, the first practice I give people mm. is how to get grounded and embodied. Mm-hmm. Embodied presence yeah. is one of the keys to leadership. Yeah. So many people are in their heads. They're in their head bubble. They're distracted. You know, 90% of communication is mopping up miscommunication.
0: Mm. Well said.
2: Mm.
1: Because nobody's present. Yeah. And it applies in their personal lives as well. You know, mm. we'll talk a little bit about that. So so they're just, you know, two examples of a framework and a practice. Yeah. And then I build on those to go deeper for my client. Mm.
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, moving on, Bodhi, you're also a speaker on the topic of masculine and feminine presence. Help me understand these with an example.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: uh, it is a topic. Again, my personal journey. Um, I'm a father of four children,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I have ten grandchildren. Wow! I have uh, seven granddaughters and three grandsons. And what I noticed as on my own journey, my wife and I have been together since we were sixteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. And so, understanding what it is to be a man, understanding the masculine journey, mm-hmm. um, has been a lifelong passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And so, just to give you some simple distinctions uh, in in the context of today, so the masculine and feminine energy are not gender based.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we all have masculine energy in us, and we all have feminine energy. Correct. In us. And this energy, if you look at uh, any of the teachings, the traditional teachings, the Hindu teachings, the Sanskrit teachings, mm-hmm. the Buddhist teachings. The masculine and feminine energy, some call it the yin and yang.
2: Mm. Yep,
1: It runs through the universe. It runs through the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Mother Earth, Father Sky. Mm. Yep. And it runs through us.
2: Mm.
1: And whether we know it or not, or whether we like it or not, this energy is informing the way we behave, the way we feel, Correct. the way we act in the world. Mm. And in mythology... Um, in you know the great work of Joseph Campbell, yeah, what he uncovered is every culture, again, whether it's the Indian culture, the Native American culture, the Aboriginal culture,
2: mm-hmm. there
1: is the hero's journey and the heroine's journey. Mm. And they're different journeys. Correct. And so this is informing us as well, from a mm. mythology point of view, from a collective consciousness point of view. And so, what happens is, if you want a simple uh, definition of the masculine and feminine energy, the feminine energy Mm -hmm. in the world and in us is everything that flows and everything that moves. Mm. A a good example is water, the ocean. Yeah. And so, the feminine energy can be calm, can be wild, can be mild. Mm -hmm. The masculine energy in us is the energy that presences, it's the consciousness that presences the movement. Mm -hmm. A good example, Ash, is if in a river, the the river is the feminine and the riverbanks is the masculine. Mm. Now, interestingly, probably about 90% of people that I've worked with, most men, as a generalisation, are more in their masculine Mm. and most women are more in their feminine, but it's not gender-based. Correct. Yep. And so what happens is that we've got this flowing feminine energy mm-hmm. and this presence in consciousness. And the key driver for the feminine energy is connection and love. Mm-hmm. Connection and love, connection and love. And you would have seen in the chapter of the book that I wrote about the feminine qualities of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And the masculine energy... The driver is freedom. Mm. So the masculine energy is looking for freedom. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, what happens is if you don't have awareness of this, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it can be very difficult in the workplace. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It can be very difficult in relationship, personal relationship. It can be Mm -hmm. difficult with parenting Mm -hmm. because opposites attract. The magnetic poles, the north Mm -hmm. and south pole, yeah, Mm -hmm. the opposites attract. So we're attracted often someone in their masculine energy is attracted to the feminine energy. Correct. But it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is when you start to understand, firstly, how your energy works as, a, as a, in the masculine mm-hmm. and how the feminine works, yeah, you start to see just simple things as the, the The communication, talking communication, obviously mm-hmm. there's body language, all those sorts of things. So, when the feminine communicates, it's in metaphor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's in context. Yep, it's very different to the masculine. The masculine communicates literally and linearly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, anyone who's been in a long-term relationship
2: mm.
1: will probably probably realise at times that. Um, if if you if you're in your masculine energy and you're mm-hmm. attempting to interpret the feminine literally mm-hmm. you're going to miss the communication correct it's totally different and when you start to understand that and have awareness it it makes a more effective communication again in your personal life and in business this is fascinating as this is an area yeah, yeah because at the, at the moment there's a big conversation about inclusion and diversity Mm. Yeah, and that means including um, the diversity in you. Mm. Yeah, all the different aspects of yourself and then all the different aspects. Mm. And there are three keys to leadership. There's self-leadership, mm-hmm. there's relational leadership
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there's systemic leadership. Okay. Whatever the system is, the organisation, the community, the family.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it starts with self-leadership. Mm. Yeah, if you if you don't have the ability to know yourself and lead yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, intellectually, emotionally, it's very different, difficult to relationally lead your team. Yeah. And to and to be mindful, of those of you listeners who are in senior roles in systems, yeah, and I've studied the systemic work, we know that the field of the system is giving us information all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges, so we've got the relational issue with the masculine that Mm -hmm. shows up, just simple communication. Right. Yeah. But one of the interesting things, Ash, is that our business structures have been designed by the masculine. Mm. If you think about the um, CEO, Mm -hmm. the general manager, the pyramid that most Mm -hmm. organisations operate from, Mm -hmm. it's designed for war. Mm. It's designed for combat. We have a general manager.
2: Mm.
1: We have a chief executive. The feminine energy in traditional culture,
2: mm.
1: it's, it's a circle. Mm. Feminine leaders, the wisdom holders in feminine culture, Aboriginal culture, Native American culture, they sit in circle. The communication is very different. Mm. You know, It's all that deep listening, deep democracy movement yep. that's, that's coming. Yep. Mm. And so... What I'm always intrigued with is um, when I work with organizations, these structures are based on power and control. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be, but often that's how they've been set up. Mm. And when you've got. And somewhere there's the intention of power and control, not true Mm -hmm. power, Mm -hmm. power over, um, you suddenly create this incredibly challenging systemic organization. Mm. And if we look at the studies around the feminine and the feminine's ability to um, have more influence in an organization, Mm. these structures don't allow it, these structures aren't built for it. The feminine operates in us very differently. Mm. Does does that make some sense?
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Before I ask you my next question, uh, I somehow missed uh, asking you a question about your book. Tell me the name of the book yeah. and whether it's available on Amazon.
1: It's available on Amazon. I was a co-author in a book called Visionary Male Leaders. Yep. Okay. Those who've integrated feminine qualities.
0: Ah, wonderful.
1: And, um, and my oldest son actually wrote a chapter as well. He's a business coach. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was a real delight. There were 11 authors, I think, in mm-hmm. the end. It's on Amazon. It's called Visionary yeah. Male Leaders, as I say. It was the number one bestseller at the end of last year in the UK, in, uh, in the US, uh, in business and also in HR. Um, and it was fascinating, Ash, because, again, what I'm noticing, I've worked with some senior leaders as well around the globe, mm-hmm. is that obviously we've we've got the mindfulness movement,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which opens the door to mm-hmm. self-awareness,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we've also got this once you open the door, you start to realize how you show up energetically.
2: Well said. Okay. And
1: and when you start to adopt some of those feminine qualities, such as receptivity, such Mm. as flow, Mm. your leadership goes to another level.
0: Mm. Well, I'm going to check out the book, Visionary Made Leaders. And one of the authors is Bodhi Aldridge. And I'm going to ask all my viewers and listeners to check it out. So uh, Bodhi, moving on, uh, for someone who's done so many amazing things in life, what does success mean to Bodhi? Joy. And I'm going to ask you this in the context of uh, the, all, all the artifacts and uh, uh, Swami Paramahansa I see behind you and a lot of Hindu artifacts and Buddhist artifacts behind you. So what yes, does success mean you. to you?
1: Yes, um, the first response as I say is joy. So if you, if you think about it Ash, every morning when you wake up, yeah. There are two trains that you can get on. Yeah. One is called the resistance train and one is called the flow train. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people get up and they're resisting life. Yeah. They're resisting their emotions. They're resisting their relationships. They're resisting their thinking mind. Yeah. And it's a very tiring struggle, push energy, I've got to get through it, yep. And other people get up and get in the flow. And when I teach people how to get in the flow through presence, mm-hmm. the flow is where your joy lives, mm. what makes my heart sing. And so success to me, Ash, in a very simple definition, yeah, is aligning with the flow and joy in your life. Mm and bringing it into your work, bringing it into your relationships, mm. you know, all that you give the world. Now, to do that, given your reference to some of my teachers, mm-hmm. spiritual teachers, yeah. um, is you have to... The, the interesting thing with purpose is there are three layers to purpose. Mm-hmm. The first layer is the inner purpose. You have to come within. Mm. Yeah, all the traditional teachers, the Buddhists, the Hindu, yeah, and coming within, yeah, ultimately, like I say, mindfulness starts that journey because the Holy Grail is within you.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, then there's the outer purpose, and the journey with the outer purpose is moving from your egoic purpose to your heroic purpose. Okay, that's the outer journey, the expression in the world, mm. and then ultimately, there's the higher purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you do the work, as you mature, when you get uh, a little bit gray like you and I, you start to connect with
0: that higher purpose. Correct.
1: Yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. So, they're the nuances of success, I guess.
0: Mm, Very interesting. Yeah. And, Bodhi, my last question to you, uh, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your amazing life journey, yeah, you know, lawyer, business owner, coach, mentor. What would you say are three lessons you would like our viewers and listeners to take away?
1: I think um, I, I'll, I'll answer it in two ways. The first is that the advice I would give mm-hmm. uh, all of the listeners is firstly, be a lifelong learner. Yeah. Don't stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. Self development, personal development, business development, spiritual development. Mm-hmm. Secondly, get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Learn to love yourself. Yeah. All the aspects of yourself. This is the inner journey. This mm-hmm. is the deeper journey. Mm-hmm. And third, the third piece of advice is everybody can teach you something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, I'm not meant to stay in this business. I'm not meant to stay in this relationship. They've taught you something about yourself. Mm. The, three, um, the three pieces uh, that I'd offer at the moment to uh, the listeners mm-hmm. is we're going through an incredibly exciting change mm. on the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're moving from the relative paradigm to the quantum paradigm. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. This is what's happening in business. This is what's happening. Now, with that, it's a bumpy ride. We're seeing the collapse of certain systems. Yeah, the relative paradigm is collapsing, mm. but the quantum paradigm is emerging. Mm. So be mindful of that. Yeah, it's an incredibly exciting time if you're a young business owner or business leader. Um, the second piece I would say is find a teacher or mentor that resonates with you. hmm Find find a guide to help you. Mm. Yeah, in the hero's journey in the mythology, they met the sages, they met Yoda, yep. they met the teacher. Mm. And the third piece is always remember, even for you and I, Ash.
0: Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Correct. Correct. Well said, Bodhi. On that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey about some of your incredible philosophies and teachings from the as a coach. thank you for speaking to me about your six fundamental pra- fundamental and six practices. Um, thank you also for your amazing lessons which are, which were really be a lifelong learner, know yourself and everybody can teach you something. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck to you. Thank you so much Ash thank you thank you. Thank you. Thank you.